Mad Yogi Tribe. Good afternoon. This is your Mad Yogi Eileen. And welcome to the first challenge of our Mad Yogi Tribe. It's a, um, a mindset challenge. So welcome. Let me just faff around a little bit with my computer. There's something covering my screen. There we go. How is everyone? And if you saw that one, that was our, our, our fur baby scooter. Anyway, so again, welcome to the first mindset challenge in our Mad Yogi tribe. And what we are going to be talking about is, um, well, we are actually picking up on what we talked about last week, which is um, the topic of the 10 mindsets of a modern yogi. Now, once again, um, although I did say modern yogi, don't think that you need to be or that you are not a modern yogi if you are not young or you're um, more used to more traditional yoga. It's not about that, yeah? It's not about um, age or lineage in your practice. It's really more about opening our minds up to what the philosophies um are and how they resonate with our lives now yeah not with the lives of um of the first yogis 2000 years ago it's a very different world it's a very different um social social political situation it's a very different lifestyle and very very different mindset of people now so what we're trying to do is to get some of those, um, not not strictly the the sutras or the philosophies, yeah, but but more of what the preconceptions rather. And I apologize for that. Scooter is trying to get my attention. The preconceptions of what a yogi is, which um, some people may be attracted to that, and that's fine. But for some people, it might be. Um, something that keeps them from practicing because they, they might think, oh, I don't think like that or um, we'll, we'll, touch on, we'll touch on another thing um, about, about the yogic diet. Maybe, maybe you eat meat. Maybe you, you are in a situation um, physiologically like myself that you, you cannot um, just pop iron pills yeah so so you cannot go vegetarian so would you still be considered a yogi um the short answer is yes of course but let's rewind a little bit because um that is that is not our topic today actually the first two are already up so we are going to pick up on number three yeah so the third of the 10 mindsets um, of a modern yogi, according to a blog that I penned um, a few earlier this year, I believe earlier this year. Number three, yeah? You are more amused and interested than annoyed by the newer varieties of yoga. And by newer var varieties, I mean um, beer yoga or vino yoga, you know, wine yoga, or naked yoga, or doga, dog yoga, yeah? or what else? What else did I list down? 
uh, goat yoga or cat yoga, you know, those wackier, wackier um, modalities or varieties of yoga, you know, and there's, they're springing up, springing up like mushrooms all over the place and have um, unfortunately attracted the ire of a lot in the community, yeah? It's understandable to feel protective. My small stool is wobbling a little bit. It's understandable to feel protective of our traditions. But really, is it worth drawing up the placards for? Give me your comment. <laughs> type it down. If you're here with me, type down your comments. Or if you're watching this on replay, type down in the comments what you think about that. Yeah? The modern yogi, we, and I hope my mad yogi tribe, um, remembers that yoga teaches non-judgment and unconditional love. So either try them out, why not? You know, even if you, if you think it's just for fun, go ahead, try it out, or just let them be. If you're in a part of the world that is very accepting of all these new modalities or new varieties of yoga, you're lucky, yeah, and good on you. Um, unfortunately, here in Melbourne, I have seen some um, in the communities, in the Facebook communities, Facebook groups, um, and not just in Melbourne, um, that, that's not fair, not just in Melbourne, um, all around the world, really, um, that whenever someone says that they do one of these um, newer varieties of yoga, they attract anywhere from um, comments of that they're being ridiculous to they're not real yoga teachers, they're not true yogis, and what they teach isn't true yoga. I mean, ouch, that's not fair, and that's, that's so judgmental, right? Remember, especially if I have some yoga teachers in the audience watching this, remember that yoga, we always say yoga is for everyone. Yeah, yoga is for everyone. But as individual teachers, we cannot possibly be everything to everyone all the time. That's just spreading, spreading ourselves too thin. And we, we do a disservice because we're not tailoring our, um, our offerings um, specifically to certain people who may be looking for your special brand of, um, of offering, yeah? Think about it, it this way. Yes, yoga is for everyone, but all of these different modalities or all of these different niching down, yeah? A, a little bit of, of, of market, mar marketing speak. Um, all of these niching down of teachers, yes, it does segment the market, yeah, but those segments of society are waiting for you to address their particular need, their particular pain, or their particular way of thinking. And if you're not there to give it to them, who will? Yeah. So uh, the 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 market, the niche of these different modalities, this let's say unconventional. Um, modalities of yoga 
maybe they find it therapeutic to do yoga with dogs or with any animal really dogs cats goats um rabbits you name it yeah maybe they find it therapeutic um i saw i, I can't remember where but i saw an interview of a yogi in the u.s and she doesn't play kirtan at all. What she plays is heavy metal. And those who go to her class find that kind of music actually therapeutic for them. Yeah, it's cathartic. And they do their, their vinyasa to that kind of music. My point is, the, to think that only the traditional way of, oh, excuse me, Sneeze. To think that only the traditional way of delivering yoga, of doing yoga, in our current um, in our current life right now, is a little too narrow-minded. Now that that statement might be in itself controversial, so type in your comments, and I would love to have a lively discussion with you. But opening up, like I said, opening up yourself, opening up, uh, thinking outside the box, yeah? <clears throat> Excuse me, thinking outside the box and, and giving yourself that permission to be as wacky as you want in how you deliver your yoga or how or the yoga modalities that you attend. If you're not a teacher, if you're a pure practitioner, giving yourself that that um that acceptance and that awareness and that non-judgmental air of just attending those like your um modalities should you want them is so liberating right it, it's so liberating who cares whatever everyone else thinks if you enjoy doing your yoga with goats climbing on top of you while you're in a downward facing dog have at me enjoy yeah so that's number three you are more amused than annoyed or anything or or irritated or anything of of that sort of emotion over the newer modalities and newer varieties of yoga and you're more accepting of them um number four number four tell me if i'm going too fast um, again, if I am, this will be on replay. And if you're not here with me right now, this will be on replay, yeah? Number four, you are confident to say no. If you think you're being led somewhere, you cannot go, yeah? You are confident to say no. If you think you're being led somewhere, you cannot go. I'll touch on this we'll talk about this in the physical aspect first yeah so our beautiful human body we are all the same yet we are all unique yeah same same but different we are all the same but we are all unique no one knows your body and all of its quirks all of its you know um asymmetry if you have a little bit of asymmetry or or tightness or um uh, limited range of, of, of articulation. No one knows about all of those quirks, aches and pains and capabilities better than the owner. You are that owner, yeah? That is you. 
So when you attend a class and you are told to do something like, for example, difficult binds or an upward facing dog, an upward facing dog is actually um, uh, uh, a tough pose, yeah? Um, or maybe deep, deep lateral flexions like, like side angles or triangles. If you are led in, into a shape of a body that you know you cannot, you cannot go to yet, or do not want to go to, or you're just happy with shallower poses. Let's say uh, another thing, let's, let's do a handstand, yeah? Let's say you're being led to do a handstand in a crowded room or a tough bind. You know that you can say no, yeah? You know that you can say no. Um, maybe we can't, do that pose or maybe we're not feeling like it yeah maybe you're not feeling like it for example um in in standing forward folds there are some days um i can't touch my toes or maybe i i don't want to go too deep or maybe i do i want a forward fold that's more supported so i bend the knees or i just do um a seated forward fold yeah, it's, it's different from moment to moment. Um, or maybe you inert, inherently, inherently, maybe you in, inherently know that a pose isn't safe. Yeah, the modern yogi, we, and I hope my, my mad yogi tribe, you know that it is your body and that your body is your responsibility. Even if your teacher tells you, no, you can do it. It's, it's nice to be encouraged, of course. But if you do not want to, ultimately the responsibility is yours. So don't go into difficult poses or stick to a pose that you, you know will benefit you even if you don't go too deep because ultimately your body, your state of mind, your responsibility. Yeah, it is not the teachers and it is not anybody else's. This is also why I, I make it a point to give all of you um, modifications. We go into poses incrementally. I give you the modification and then I leave it up to you to choose which one you want to stick to or, you want, or if you want to change it up, you're welcome to do that as well, of course. But the acknowledging that your body, your responsibility also heightens your own awareness of your edge, of what you can challenge yourself to do a little bit more, or what you can challenge yourself to accept if you need to pair it back. Yeah, challenging isn't, isn't always just pushing that edge forward. Yeah, challenge. A, a, a big challenge um, in our psyche, in our ego, is also to pay things back. So it's not always pushing forward, it's paying things back. And for a lot of people, that's actually more challenging, yeah? Because the ego as well, we always, it has, it, the, we'll talk about the ego in depth in a different, um, in a different live, but it has the ability to to um, help you grow, but it also has the ability to do a whole lot of damage, yeah? 
we'll talk about that separately. Now, um, and I think that that already touches on on saying no when it comes to our state of mind and state of emotions, our psycho-emotional state. Because sometimes maybe maybe the body can do it. Yeah, maybe the body can do it. For example, um, heads handstands and headstands. I know that I am physically strong to do that, but I never do. Why? Because I know that if I make a mistake, it can do a whole lot of damage. And I weigh the pros and cons of that. What benefit am I, am I trying to elicit from a full inversion? And can I get that from something else? Yeah? Um, there's all of our asana, all of our poses, challenge us in different ways, but also challenges in similar ways. Just like us humans, we're all different, but we're all unique, yeah? It's the same with our, our asana or our um, poses. Anyway, I will, I will pencil that in for yet another live, yeah? We're getting a lot of live ideas here. Now, oh, just a quick recap. So number four, you are confident to say no if you are being led into a physical space or a headspace or an emotional space where you don't want to go. And that reason is totally up to you. Um, it's, it's a private thing for you. You don't have to explain your reasoning. Just be highly aware of, of what you want to do, what you can do, and where you, you, you're comfortable doing at any given moment, yeah? So number five, number five. 10 mindsets of a modern yogi, yeah? You realize that the only thing qualifying, a qualifying one, whether that's you, whether that's myself, whether that's any of your yoga teachers, the only thing that qualifies one as an advanced yogi is realizing that there is no such thing. These are not the droids you're looking for. You know, these is not the advanced um, yogi that you think. Yeah? We all start as beginners. There's no um, getting around that. We all start as beginners. Then we gain more experience and deepen our practice. Yeah? With more experience, with more practice, we get to... to um, to increase our strength, increase our flexibility, our range of motion, um, our lung capacity. We increase our, um, our ability to quiet the mind, uh, increase our ability to focus, and increase our ability to manage our emotions, yeah? How do we progress, though, how do we progress and define ourselves as an advanced yogi? Is it all of that? Is it the confidence that um, we've read all of the philosophies and maybe can stand on our heads? Yeah? 
or maybe do a very long chaturanga, like what we said, increase our strength. Is it, are, are, are we advanced if we can do crazy binds? Like being able to kiss our own ass. <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, is that an advanced yogi? Or maybe we've read the sutras from all, the, all, all of the philosophies and the Bhagavad Gita, all of those from start to end 10 times. That just says that we're well read. Really, that just says that we're read, well read and that you have amazing balance, amazing strength, amazing flexibility, and all that. Yeah. But I suppose there is one thing. There is one thing that I personally, and I, I invite you to think about this. There is one thing that I would consider um, being an advanced, a, a, a marker of being an advanced yogi. And that is the humility to accept and admit that we are and will always be in one way or another beginners in the grand scheme of things yeah let me just reiterate for me and i invite you to think about this an advanced yogi is someone who has that humility to accept that in the grand scheme of things we are all beginners yeah, we are all beginners. Thinking about it this way as well, I believe mitigates or, or and hopefully eliminates um, the possibility of a bloated head, of, a, of our heads, our egos becoming so much bigger than, than the person or what the person is actually qualified to do and say and teach, yeah? Um, that is, this is also why I'm always encouraging you to engage with me. If you agree with me, um, tell me what you agree with. If you don't agree with me, tell me what you don't agree with and let's have um, you know, a, a lively, nice discussion between adults, yeah? Because that signals to me as the one delivering um, this challenge, as the one in the teacher's seat, that I may not, my point of views may not be true. They may not be opinions that I am actually qualified to opine on, right? And there's a whole lot of that, especially during this year. Now, what I'm going to be saying next might be controversial. So if you want to still stick with me, welcome to. Um, this year, there, there was a lot of, of opinions floating around, especially in our um, greater yoga community, not just here in Australia, but, but globally. There were a lot of teachers with the opinion of um, COVID is just the flu. Yeah, that COVID that you can you can 
you can die. You have a higher possibility of dying um, in, a, in a street accident than getting COVID. And that really rankled me. Yeah, that really struck uh, a serious nerve with me. Because COVID is real. A whole lot of people have died. And we should feel bad about that. And to say that you can die, there's a higher possibility of, of one dying from this or that, just um, it, it, it diminishes the tragedy of all the deaths and all the suffering that this virus has given us. And unfortunately, there's, there were so many in the, in the yoga and wellness community um, giving this opinion out, hiding behind the statement that it's their opinion, they are more than welcome to, to give their opinion. The problem is if a lot of, if someone is like myself is in the teacher's seat and and people listen then that opinion isn't just isn't just um, within the person's realm of influence isn't it it's going out there and if someone is not qualified in fact or cannot cite um references for their opinion it's a pure opinion then it becomes anything from just being ridiculous to being dangerous yeah it's it goes from anything from being just ridiculous to dangerous that is why going back to our point number five that there's no such thing as an advanced yogi unless you have the humility to say that you're only a beginner in the grand scheme of things. Because if, if the ego in, in the COVID um, example that I just said, the ego is overriding um, the basic tenets, the basic principles of yoga, of non-judgment, and um, ahimsa, non-hurting. And if someone's opinion um, influences other people and places them in a situation of danger, then that person's idea of them being, um, being an advanced yogi and being in that um, uh, perceived authority to give that opinion has then become um, a dangerous thing. So if we have that humility to say that for this section of, of, of maybe study or thinking, yes, I am an expert, but for an, another section of, of study or thinking, yeah, um, I am not, then that for me, I would call you an advanced yogi because you have that humility to accept and to identify which things you know and which things you are not qualified to give an opinion on. <laughs> anyway, I am actually looking forward to, um, to your 
um, opinion. Give me a feedback on that. Again, let's have a good conversation here. Um, give me a feedback on that. Um, and that concludes um, three, four, five of our 10 mindsets of a modern yogi. And again, one and two are already in our units. Three, four, five, this current, this current um, talk, this current, uh, yes, talk. My, my brain just suddenly paused. <laughs> um, we'll be in the units in a few minutes and I will see you next week for six, seven, and eight next week. Hopefully by now you do know that the website is updated. So the new pages are already there. And this blog, this specific um, blog where um, what we're doing, the 10 mindsets of a modern yogi is there already. And if you want to have an advanced reading or read um, through this so that next time, next Friday, we can have, you know, a livelier discussion, I hope, um, you're welcome to come to madyogi.net. You will see a new folder, a new, um, a new folder in the menu. Well, a new section of the menu. It will say mindset. Click on that and you will see the new reading room where all of our blogs are now housed. Thank you very much for being here with me today. I will see you next for the um, number six to eight of our 10 mindsets for our mindset challenge thank you very much enjoy the weekend i will see you next week hop on over to our website and bye and thanks for tuning in to our mad yogi podcast i hope you got something from this episode and i look forward to you joining me next time if you want curated practical and affordable on-demand yoga classes courses and other yoga resources come and join me on madyogi.net that's madyogi.net bye